I don't know if you get them, but on my social media, my timeline, they get those adverts where you go, take a photograph of your cat, send it in, and they'll paint them like an oil painting. Okay. I'll do that with myself, but get my, get my torso attached to, like, a centaur, maybe stood in front of a waterfall. <laughs> Love your mind, that's not, incredible. Not going to go <laughs> modest, we're going to go massive. It's got to be a huge painting, maybe six foot wide by, like, five foot tall. Why don't you just, just go for a full statue, stick it in the garden? That'd be a little bit egotistical, wouldn't it? This is the Shia Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Uh, once again, welcome one and all. This is the Shia Isolation Podcast. Um, Kieran is making some wavy faces. What, what are you doing? You're, you're doing like a... From the top. You're just distracting me. Yeah. It's your ambition in life to distract me. Yeah, you are watching or viewing or listening to the Shia Isolation Podcast. So thank you for joining us uh, once again. Um, over the next half hour, we'll be uh, talking about the local music scene and uh, playing a couple of tracks. Oh, so how are you doing? I'm absolutely shattered. It's been a hard day, John. It's been a hard day. Yeah. We are supposed to be at 2,000 trees, so you shouldn't be exhausted. You should be chilled. Today, this whole session is going to be about 2,000 trees. So roughly this time last year, or two years ago, Obviously, I finish work, I drive to trees, I get out of my car with a, with a 12-pack of those little stubby cans of old moot. Because you're a lightweight. Freezer. Yeah, and I literally just rock up to Frank Turner in the, in the, um, in the little side stage and I just down about six of them and I, I try and catch up with everybody else. Uh-oh. So uh, I suppose 2000 Trees, it's a festival that's uh, just on the outskirts of Cheltenham. It, it's kind of our highlight of the year, isn't it? It's, it's the one that we always talk about. It's the one we look forward to the most. It's the one I look forward to the most without a shadow of a doubt. It's the only festival I go to properly anymore because um, it's it's all those bands that I, we like to book at Sheer Music, just book all those bands. And then they sort of do our own special festival just for us, just to celebrate us. So we go every year um, and watch all the bands we've put on for the last 12 months in Swindon. <laughs> and one of these years, you're going to remember to bring everything you need for a festival because I seem to remember two years ago, was it last year, you didn't have a tent that was two years ago. Yeah, I just rocked up. So the first night was fine. And then the second night when Rob turned up, um, it was his tent I was using. <laughs> Didn't bring a tent, a blanket, change of clothes, nothing. I thought I'd be fine. Ended up being really cold. <laughs> you know how to live, don't you? <laughs> I can't. I'm too prepared when I go camping, festival or not. I, I need to have everything. Right. So this is, this is one of those, um, what do they call them? Life hacks, right? So last trees, last year, um, I went in my car, I converted the boot of my car, I've got an estate, I just laid the seats down, put in a sort of airbed mattress in the back, I just put a blanket on it. Best night's sleep ever. That's, not, that's, that's cheating, you might as well have just taken a caravan if you're going to do that. Absolutely, 100%. It's, it's a life hack, John. It's a life hack. <laughs> that's not a Leave all your crap in the car, don't take it with you. There you go. Smart 2000 Trees, you were, you were going to play a, a track from one of your favourite bands from last year's festival. Yes. So we just double checking, John. We haven't already played them, have we? No, we haven't, no. No, excellent. Um, so this is, this is Brand New Friend. Um, and they played, they toured with Sean McGowan so, two years ago before they played Trees. And they played the Vic for me, not the Vic, Level 3 in Swindon. And they're just a sensational band. Um, they're five-piece. And three of them are siblings. How sweet is that? Brothers and sisters. Anyway, um, they're from Ireland. They're signed to Extra Mile. They toured with Sean McGowan. I saw them. I fell in love with them. I bought the album on CD uh, because at the time, that's all they had. And then I bought the album on vinyl as well because I love them so much. I haven't decided which song I'm going to play yet because I've got four that I think we can choose from. 
Pick, um, well, we need to pick one now. Okay, wait. wait well, just, uh, uh, let me let me find one. Please, <laughs> uh, seatbelts for aeroplanes, but we'll see. Um, You're so unprepared. I, I am. Well, <laughs> I am. I had such a crazy day at work today. Oh no, let's play Nothing Stays the Same, my brand new friends, because that is an absolute banger. Is it better to stay than to just walk away? When I feel you feel that something just isn't right. And it may never be for you and me. I'm walking the rain, keep it down again. I'll pull you closer to you, block hide and die. In this very second, she just whispers, I don't want brand new friend with their song nothing stays the same uh, this was a song that was lifted from an ep they recently released um, on extra mile so it wasn't on the debut album but the video is fantastic because it's got little little snippets of them playing their instruments when they're like four or five or six we uh, we had a lot of love for big jeff last week didn't we what a great guy oh yeah that was and fantastic we, we, we weren't sure at the time, but we do have a second part that we will play out at some point. We're going to save that for, for another time. But yeah, we definitely... We'll save that for that. when one of us breaks a leg and we can't record. Good idea. Yeah, we, we should have a panic show ready. Panic show. There you go. <laughs> um, actually, John, I nearly didn't make it this week. 
I broke my toe yesterday, or day before yesterday. Ooh, what have you been doing to yourself? Well, I can't tell you because if my boss is listening, she'll know that I broke every health and safety rule going. So this week's guest, as we mentioned, is Claire Sutton from All Ears of Vow and a few other bands and, and a few other... Very busy lady. She's a very busy lady. Um, I've known her a very long time. I, I wouldn't be able to put an age on her because I don't know how old she is, but I think she's a bit younger than me. And that's very uh, rude of you. Yeah, well, yes. And I thought, I know someone who's got a really interesting musical day life. That obviously, because a lot, for a lot of people, music is hobby, um, which makes sense because we've all got jobs and bills to pay and all the rest of it. And, you know, music doesn't necessarily earn you a great deal of income. I thought, well, actually, Claire's doing this full-time professionally now. Let's get her in and find out what she does. So here we have Claire Sutton. What I want to talk about more than you being a musician is actually your um, recording and production side of what you do. Because there's a couple of, there's a couple of decent recording people in Swindon, um, Stu Rao and people like that, and obviously yourself. Um, there's not a huge amount in Wiltshire as a whole. I know one or two more places. So that really puts you right at the right at the top of the pile. You are like one of the most significant people in Wiltshire that record people. How did you get into that? How did that start? It's always probably been more what I've been into than actually than being a good guitar player, I guess. When I was a kid, um, my dad had like an old four track soft deck recorder. And I was more interested in it. I used to... I used to work out my favorite songs on the radio, um, like with a keyboard, like playing the drums on the keyboard and stuff like that. And I used to like then record it all into like, you know, that's kind of how I got into both like songwriting and production was doing stuff with this four track. But anyway, so I, yeah, I just um, came out of uni and just decided to like really pursue it. It's only been in the last year or so since I've dropped the teaching again that I've really sort of knuckled into it. Um, so that's how you got into it. It's very natural, very organic. And you said it, or you've already said, you've kind of said that you're, that's your career. You can't think of anything else beyond music. So what's mm. your ambition? What would you like to achieve? It's difficult because like, like, obviously like when I was young, when I was a teenager, I would have been like, obviously I want to like headline Reading and stuff like that. But yeah. <laughs> But now, all, all I, I just want to make a living off of music. I just want to make a good, solid living off of music. And I, I'm 90% of the way there, I think. I mean, that is what I'm doing, but I haven't bought a house yet or anything like that. So I want to get... Good luck with wanna, that. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, you know, they've got rid of stamp duty for the next six months or whatever it is. So who knows? Has music been something you've always wanted to do? Yeah, I've never, never wanted to do anything else. My whole family would tell you, there's photos, like family photos and stuff like that of me, four years old, with a guitar around my neck. I can't play it properly, but I've got a guitar in this hand and like a toy microphone in this hand. And it's just always what I wanted to do. And I never, I've never tried for any other kind of career or anything like that. Claire, those pictures are Instagram gold. You need to share them. Yeah, I think there might be one up there somewhere, but I'll, I'll have to uh, ask some of my family for something. I haven't got really got anything here. I want to see it. I want to see those pictures. <laughs> yeah, so obviously Mort de la Mer, pretty much the same guy, well, same guys, same same band. Then All Ears of Our formed, and that was like, you at that point you knew you were taking it seriously? It, like Taking it seriously is sort of a funny way to put it. I know I think a lot of people think that we take ourselves really seriously and stuff, but we just enjoy doing it and we're content doing it at the level that we are, you know, and if we get better or, you know, go further, make a living from it, then obviously that's great. 
but we just really like playing loudly together. So whatever we can do to further that and keep doing it for as long as we can and keep it fun in itself, then that's it. You played Trees for the first time. You've been working at Trees for years. Last year you finally got to play it. I was yeah. in the audience. I loved it. How was that for you? Just proper bucket list. Like, so obviously we've been going there since it started and everything. And yeah, proper bucket list. And it was just, you know, it was the last day. It was a Saturday. And first on opening the stage and you kind of think, Everyone's going to be really tired and hung over by this point. No one's going to come and watch us. And so we're waiting like backstage. You don't want to have a little peek and someone see you and it'd be like, great, there's two people out there and get really yeah. bummed out. When like it just was starting and the boys went up on stage before I did and like heard like the crowd and realized there was like literally a good 800 to a thousand people stood out there. I was just like, oh my god this is so awesome. like it's just the best moment of my life it was just a incredible. goosebumps moment yeah totally I, I remember watching you and i had goosebumps i remember watching it going because i knew i knew what it meant to you because obviously i've known yeah. you. The, the the sheer joy that you played with when you played the, the grins just ear to ear the whole show was just sensational i just love actually loved yeah. every second of it oh thanks man like I'm, I'm glad glad you were there and that other people were there to experience it as well because it's just unforgettable so are you, are you playing next year i mean who knows what's happening at this point obviously we i would have liked to have said next year maybe but the way things have gone with covid and the lineup sort of yeah. has carried over it feels a little bit like are we going to get a look in with festivals next year or are the lineups all decided already and yeah. I, don't, I guess it depends on what happens with us in terms of releases and, and of course yes. so, yeah you just released a new single didn't you because we played it last week yeah that was a cool little video who's who who made that uh yeah i i made that oh, okay um, <laughs> never done anything like that before you know we can't make a video in lockdown and we needed to do something and i had this idea we bought like a a mannequin head and some whiteboard markers that you could draw on it and then like rub things out and things. And I did like a little test thing and I was like, guys, this is just going to be a really short little promo video. I'm not going to do a full lyric video or anything like that. Cause it's going to take me weeks. Yeah. Um, and I just kept getting more and more carried away with it. You know, I didn't have anything else to do in lockdown really. Cause I couldn't of work course. Or, <laughs> or anything. And I, I was ill as well at the start of it. So I couldn't, cause I, I'm pretty certain that I had it. Um, I couldn't like breathe properly and stuff like that. So singing was like completely out of it for several weeks. So all I was doing was sitting on my computer and making this, this lyric video, <laughs> um, which is a little bit stupid, but it was a laugh. I don't nah, think I can do it again. <laughs> That's great. It's time well spent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're now video editor as well. Is that part of your remit? To be honest, I just like being creative and, you know, I make all of our little um, tour videos and, promotional material and stuff like that get involved with the artwork usually with our um, photographer mate Courtney yeah helps us out and we just uh, like to throw ourselves into all of it because it's fun of course it you know, is. it's Great. like yeah I mean I th- I'm sure a lot of people might look at it as like a control thing but it's not we just all love like art and making videos and making artwork and music I, I and think just that's like a true a true sign of true art is when you have a, just a, you know, not the case of, well, that'll do, that's fine. It's the case of, no, 
it represents us. We've got this grander scheme, you know, the artwork ties in with a video, which ties in with the poster art, which ties in with whatever. Yeah. So much more interesting from an audience, from an audience point of view, being able to dig into that. I'm just going to pull you back on because at the start you wanted to talk about all the studio engineering stuff and we've really only covered yeah, the band. So, <laughs> yeah, we've talked about the band now. Actually, I was going to bring it back to that in just a second, but let's bring it yeah, back sure. to now. <laughs> this is my job. This is my only job. Keep me on track. Rain um, Kieran in. Yeah, rain me in. I just, we just end up talking, don't we? Um, yeah. I lost my train of thought there. Thank you, John. That's <laughs> that, that was the point, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Back to the recording. Um, do you yeah. have your own personal studio? Is that separate to anywhere else? You've got that in a building. I've never actually been to your studio. Me and Joe, my boyfriend, who's the yeah. bass player in all of I'm not promise I'm not steering it back to the band. We have like a, an outbuilding where we live that um, is like a sort of home studio that we write in and Joe teaches bass lessons in there and stuff. My production stuff is based over at um, Western Audio. I don't own it. I'm in a very, very lucky position where the guys that do own it, they're not producers, so they've got this incredible room, and I, I work out a bit, basically, so I'm in a oh, that's really good. great scenario there. Yeah. yeah. Other than your own stuff, do you, how much work have you got going on with other people at the moment? Because you, you've got a song that you're going to pick in a minute, which you did the drums for, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So what other stuff have you done done recently or locally? With sort of lockdown and everything, I haven't done a huge amount lately. Of course. <laughs> we've been shut. I'm open again. Rehearsals are about to start running again. I'm working with all the bands that I had booked during lockdown at the moment. So I'm like playing catch up. Are they um, all Swindon-based bands? A couple of them are Swindon-based. Some of them are from like... Cheltenham Gloucester area I think like the guys that I've uh, shared the video with you guys they're from Cheltenham Gloucester sort of scene Jake and I both went to uni this is the other guitar player in All Is About we went to uni in Cheltenham so we've got like a lot of friends there and quite sort of feet are sort of split between the scene here in Swindon and Cheltenham because of it really so yeah I've got like a lot of clients from that way at the start of the year I worked with um, a local band called Getters you, get, yes. you guys must have heard of them. They're wicked. Yeah, yeah. Um, did a really, really cool song with them. Hopefully they'll come back. I think it went pretty well. Enjoyed well, they, um, them. They're, they're getting quite a bit of traction at the moment, aren't they, Getters? They're getting... Yeah, yeah, they are. Because they're and awesome. They're... they're really, really awesome. Really promising. I'm not just saying that because I've worked with them. I mean, they've been absolutely kicking up a storm all around the whole of the UK. That, that's, that's cool. That really helps you as well, doesn't it? Because if that's you're credited for whatever production work you've done and people like that, that helps you drum up more interest. And I think that's more of what's happening in Swindon at the moment as well, because there's Swindon seems to me, and from the outside, seems to have a really promising, strong indie scene. Yeah, definitely. Which, which I didn't see coming, to be honest. But it, No, yeah. I feel like it was very, um, I'm probably like thinking of like 10 years ago now, I feel like the metal scene was huge yeah. here. It feels like it died very suddenly, the metal scene. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure what happened. We weren't really in it. I guess like we were yeah. at the heavier end of rock, like or we used to be. We sometimes would get put on like bills with heavier bands and things like that. And then all of a sudden, just recently, indie has just like exploded. It's, and it's great. It is, it is good because I remember when I first came to Swindon, like 2004, 2005, the indie scene, there was an indie scene in Swindon, but it was so derivative of what was happening at a national level. 
Whereas now you're looking at the bands going, actually, they, there's a lot of interesting bands happening in Swindon. It's not happening at a national level. It's almost like Swindon's beginning to grow its own identity. And where mm. it might be five or ten years is really exciting. If people can get behind it, if it keeps developing, and, you know, and you're part of that small success story as it, as it progresses. So it's really exciting, I think, for Swindon right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've heard people calling it Swindy. Swindy, Swindon Indy. Swindy, yeah. Swindy. <laughs> uh, so tell us about the song you picked. Who have you picked? So I've picked a band called LSR, and their song is This Love. We've toured with them loads over the years. Really good friends of ours. They they kind of like done a similar thing that we've done, where we sort of like people are kind of in, embrace. It seems like you're selling out, but it's not. It's like just embracing your like inner pop like sort of thing. And this song is like perfect for that. And it's, I absolutely adore pop rock. It's always been what I've been about. Um, so yeah, I really, you know, these guys, I help them out with recording their drums and stuff like that for them. Um, and I just, I just think they deserve a shout out for everything. Yeah, they're, they're recording everything else themselves at the moment and embracing the DIY thing that seems to be on the rise again a little bit. One day, one touch, it's not much, but I know it's enough for me to say that I was falling in love. We stayed all day, conversation fading away, if only I could carry it on. Obvious, I'm in love, but I'm not what you want. You keep me waiting for days. Just to say this could work, I'm a mess, you're not hurt. I swear you drive me insane. Is it love? Tell me, you need it. You got me falling to my knees for me up, 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 and tell me more.
not much, but I know it's enough for me to say that I was falling in love. And that was Claire's track, uh, Is It Love by Elisa from Gloucester, Cheltenham kind of area. It, it's nice to be hearing music from, from Gloucester Cheltenham because uh, you don't get to hear too much about them. I think we've said before, the music, see, the, 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 the number of venues they have in that part of the world isn't great. So they, they kind of struggle to find places to perform. They have to go down to Bristol or up to Birmingham. It's, uh, it's a bit of a str- They have a similar vibe as Swindon where they've got like the, the two pigs, I think is what it's called in, over there. They've got basically one venue that everybody has to play <laughs> and it's just a few pub venues outside of that. So yeah, yeah. Um, they seem to have a really vibrant scene, though, um, over the years where I've seen sort of sing, Swindon go up and down. Cheltenham have always been very consistent. So and they've got some good promoters over there. I know a couple of them. Um, it, it's a good scene. So, but as you say, it, they still have to go out, outside of there to sort of make it to the next level. When we first started recording this Zoom meeting, you were like, I was like, oh, John, I'm really knackered. I'm just miserable. And, and, now, and now I've spoken to Claire. I'm like, yeah, I got my zip and my pep back. You've woken up. Now, if anybody wants to get in touch with us, uh, we do have an email address, which is sheerisolation at gmail.com. So feel free to get in touch with us, send us some uh, YouTube links, send us some news if you've got some, uh, something in the pipeline. And we always love to hear from you. Um, we do have one bit of news I was going to ask you about, Kieran. Now, there's been, yeah. been in all the headlines in the last week about the government putting £1.57 billion aside to help ver- various venues and, and establishments to, to get themselves going. Um, are you going to see any of that in your two venues? That's a really good question. Um, so the money that MVT asked for, the Music Venue Trust, they asked for £50 million, And whilst there hasn't been any specific details out yet, Mark is very happy with the results that the, of what happened. He's very happy with, with the result, basically. They got the money and he's under the impression everything's hunky-dory for him. So that's good news to anybody that engaged with MVT um, and they should be getting whatever money was promised to them. So that's really positive. Um, beyond that, um, you do have to sort of be cautiously optimistic about the whole thing because the, this, this money does actually include things like palaces. So it's not just the arts as we perhaps perceive it, perceive it but also maybe some museum-ish type of arts but also as i understand a lot of it would be grant based so if you if you're an art center perhaps and you survive on grants and you're used to writing grants probably won't be any different to your normal day-to-day and that's great news because the money's there now and if you've got projects you can go let's apply for some money brilliant um if you don't perhaps apply for grants very often or ever and you're and you are an independent venue you may find this a little bit more of a struggle to get access to some of that money so really, it ultimately comes down, I guess, to, to finding out a little bit more about how this money will be divided and how restriction, restrictions upon it. But overall, it's a really positive thing. And I'm really, really excited about seeing how this develops in the next few months, because I probably will be looking for some grant money to achieve a couple of certain things. I know one of the things we want to do with the village pump for example, or the pump as it is now, um, is we want to make it accessible for, for people with disabilities. So definitely making sure that the venue is definitely very accessible to people. So that's something we'll be looking at. And I know you can get grants for it. So yes, there is potential there. Um, that won't necessarily pay the rent or the bills, but it'll make the whole thing a much more inclusive, um, customer-focused experience. And I think that will pay for itself in time because people will enjoy coming and 
they'll appreciate what we're trying to achieve and that they'll, they'll, get, they'll gather around. So hopefully, yeah, um, I'm really positive and really excited about this, but still a little bit cautious because it's not as clear cut as it necessarily looks. That was an amazing answer and you didn't take a breath once. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I'm we've glad. Got, Thank we've you. Got, we've got three minutes till the Zoom meeting expires. So do you very quickly oh, yes, product, product placement? The last week, John, I had a T-shirt from Joe, uh, Joe Edwards in Devices. Mm. The T-shirt, is, well, it's not too small for me. It fits me just snugly and it basically like, yeah. my dad bod. So I asked him for a bigger one so I don't look quite so dad bodish. Right, we will call yes. this uh, meeting to a close then because if we don't, Zoom's going to shut He's a good job. Yes. <laughs> Thanks yes. for joining me, Kieran. It's, it's been lovely. Always a pleasure. Great to hear from Claire. And uh, we will yes. be back same time, same place next week. So until then, enjoy. Doodles. Doodles. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha.